I gotta be honest, it's not often that the Lord changes the message. I'm kind of a studied guy. I like to study, I like to have a plan. Uh, I've always typed out my messages and had them for a few days, and the Lord uh, this morning uh, gave me something different. I love that. Doesn't happen that often, but when it does, you, you wrestle around with them for a little bit and say, God, uh, who's in control here? But sure enough, it ain't me, it's Him, and I believe it's for a purpose. Matthew chapter 27, we're going to read one verse. Matthew chapter 27, we're going to be reading verse 22. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for another opportunity. Thank you for your word, your presence, your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for your power to save, to encourage, to transform lives. Thank you for the ones that came up this morning. It's a good crowd. We appreciate that. Father, there's an expectation in this year that the world cannot offer. Uh... Father, we've heard it to be said that uh, our darkest days are ahead, but I believe, Father, with you in the front, with you running this show, uh, there's nothing but good news on the, out, on the other side. So, Father, we thank you for that this morning. Encourage us, lift us up. Father, convict us to draw us closer to you that we may be better Christians than we are today. Father, allow us to leave here closer to you than when we came in. Father, you know the condition of the heart. You know the need of the hour. You know that one soul which is close to hell. Father, we... we we ask you, we beseech you, Father, we know we cannot bargain with you, but we know it is your desire that you would not have any perish, but all to come to repentance. So, Father, we ask you to do that today for that one lost soul, that one backslidden soul. Father, bring them to the back to the fold. We love you, we praise you, we thank you. All glory and honor goes to you and you alone. In your son's precious name we pray, and amen. Matthew chapter 27, verse 22. Pilate saith unto them... What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? He makes this statement. Once again, they have brought Christ before him uh, with all these charges of blasphemy and being the, uh, the uh, false son of God is what they said, that he would actually be able to perform miracles and do all these things. So they bring him to Pilate. Pilate then has to make the judgment call, uh, whether to crucify him, whether to send him off along his way, either free or... Uh, and he asks this question. A simple question. What is it that I'm supposed to do with this man named Jesus Christ? Yesterday, I went to a seminar. Uh, an old uh, pro wrestling friend of mine does seminars around the nation. Actually, uh, he was one of the most sought after uh, trainers in the entire organization, which is called WWE at the time. He trained The Rock, Randy Orton, if you're familiar with any of those things. I mean, he was the top dog for some period of time. He lives in Knoxville, Tennessee now. And he goes around the nation and does these seminars, two-day camps. And the point is that people will pay money to have them look at them, him look at them, because he has all the connections that they may, and here's what I want to stick with you this morning, that they may get called up. <laughs> That's what it is. They think, if I can get in front of this person and show them my ability, then maybe I can get the big deal, get the big dollars, be on the TV, and, and be everything that I've ever wanted to be. So sure enough, he called me and said, hey, do you want to come hang out? I said, yeah, sure, I'd like to see it. I love hearing the old stories, the old time. Wrestling today is not what it was in the 70s and 60s, but that's for another day, another hour. But let me just say this. There was some things that he had said, and he said, you have to understand the mindset. And, but he said, uh, he said, there's two things I want to bring to you this morning before we dive into what God's led on my heart. He said, there are three types of people in this world. He said, you got one type of person that says, I'll, I'll give it a try. And when it doesn't work, they stop. And he said, you got a second type of person in this world that says, I'll give it my best shot. And when their best shot doesn't work, then they stop. 
And then you have a third type of person in this world that says, I will do whatever it takes. And all these people that had came to this little seminar, and he said this, he said, I can tell you everything that you need to know. <laughs> and I want you to write this down if you're jotting notes or keep it in the back of your mind. He said, the solution is simple. The solution is simple. It's just not easy. <laughs> and that man, that all night, I could not even, that would just rolled around in my brain. He said, the solution is simple. It's just not easy. Bill Asbury, 94 years old. The solution is simple, folks. If you want to be called up, <laughs> on that day when Jesus Christ comes back, if you want to be a part of the elect in which he has chosen to live in eternity with him forever, the solution is simple. But it's not easy. Pilate had right there in front of him the very solution. Life itself, Jesus Christ, it was right there. Folks, it's not that complicated to get to heaven. I hate to. It's just not easy. <laughs> it's simple. But you have to make a choice. You're going to have to make a choice. And it's going to be a choice that nobody can make for you. You've got to be one of those three kind of people. You're going to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes for me to accept Jesus Christ. Because the difference between getting in front of Tom Pritchard and getting in front of Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ is not looking at what you can do. Not looking at your merits, not looking at your capabilities or your physique or your intellect. What Jesus Christ says, it's not what you can do for me, but what I can do for you. It's simple. Folks, we cannot make it any more simple than it is. And I'm so sad if, if you've encountered religion, if you've encountered preachers or, or church people in the past where they've, they've overcomplicated it. It's really quite simple. Jesus Christ is your only way to heaven. Amen. Jesus Christ made a way for, to, for you to see God face to face. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says this, Neither is there salvation in any other. Folks, God, I'm so thankful God just, He brought it down to my level. That's so elementary. That's ABC, that's one, two, three right there. You can eliminate everything else. Everything else. Every other God, every other way, every other option, and say, listen, all I have to focus on is Jesus Christ. People pay money for this guy to critique him. That maybe, just maybe, they pay good money. He goes all over the place. Well, maybe I can be The Rock or Stone Cold or Hulk Hogan or whatever. They pay money that he can just take a look at him and see if they have what it takes. Jesus Christ is free and nobody cares. It's so simple. Folks, the odds are of you making a professional sport of any kind. NFL, NBA, MLB, WWE, NHL, you go down the line. The odds of you hitting the big time are very slim. But you know what your chances are? You know what your odds are of dying and facing God? One in one. <laughs> and yet we focus on all the wrong things. And I did. Focused on all the wrong things. Man, if I could just get a shot, if I could just get a break, if I could just... Focus on all what I, if I can just do whatever it takes. And Jesus Christ came to my life and he said, Brad, you got it all wrong. Let me make this thing very simple. 
make this thing very simple. But once again, it's not easy. Because there is every other reason to not accept Jesus Christ. There's every distraction in the world to keep you out of church, keep you out of the Word, keep you out of prayer, keep you out of repenting from your sins and starting a new life. But he says right here, Paul says in Acts 4 and 12, Neither is there salvation in the other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Man, if he just takes a look at me, maybe I'll get called up. Can I tell you this morning, Jesus Christ is looking at you and he wants you to be called up. <laughs> he wants when, when that role gets called, he wants your name to be on the list. And folks, I'm telling you, Madison Square Garden, the Staples Center cannot compare yeah, amen. to the gates of heaven. Yeah. Not one bit. This world cannot afford, but there's their salvation in the, to no other. Turn to Acts chapter 17. We've, we know this account, but God placed it on my heart again this morning. Paul addressing the man at Athens, right there in the Acropolis, which was the, the center focus of all of Athens. And you have to understand about the, the, the Athenians, the Greeks, they were, they were all about the head knowledge. They had everything. They thought they had it all figured out. And even if you trace things back, things that we use in agriculture and, and even city management and finances and, and architecture, we find from Greece in this time, head of their time in so many things. And yet, <laughs> and yet missed out on the very simplest notion. So Paul in the middle of this begins to preach and he said, it says in verse 22 of 17, then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. You're trying to figure it all out. Make sure you got every loose end tied up. You're too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions. I'll say this better than devotions, maybe your distractions. What all you were focusing on, all that you were giving uh, your time to, your money to. And I'm telling you, I look around in this room of these gentlemen yesterday, and their mind is on one thing. Their mind is on one thing. And it's not Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, when the smoke clears and life is at our end, because let me just say this, I, we only live once. And I know people use that as an alma mater to, to seek out goals and careers and aspirations. But I'm saying this. You only live once. Make sure you do what is necessary to meet God. Amen. Which the solution is simple. It's just not easy. I have a hard time believing that people who are in amazing shape, intellectually so smart, degrees and doctorates, and yet miss out on the one necessary thing to truly live. So he says that, he says, For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. <laughs> the solution was right there, and yet they couldn't even see it. And Paul just calls him on it. He said, I walked back and forth. 
Look at it. Look at I mean, look at this place. The, the money that was spent in the, in the sculptures and the, and the idols. And, and man, there's everything here. And he said, I walk back and there's a devotion to, to Zeus and to Athens and to, to Artemis and, and all these Greek gods that have for fertility and, 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 uh, and prosperity and, and all these things. And he said, and yet I see this one that has the inscription to the unknown God. And look what he says right here. Whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. Folks, I don't worship Jesus Christ because he's just another thing to put my time into. I worship Jesus Christ because he is the one true God. I worship Jesus Christ because he is the only one that did what needed to be done to pay my sin debt. I worship Jesus Christ because there is no other person sitting here today. There is no person at that seminar and there is no person in this world that took the burden off my back that I may have eternal life with God. No one else. He did it. That's why I worship him. Whom ye therefore ye ignorantly worship him declare I unto you. Pretty much saying this, folks, listen, you've overcomplicated it. You put all the time in the sculpture and you don't even have a name for it. <laughs> you got nothing to show for it. And he said, but this one, the one that you ignorantly worship, he's just another thing, just another checklist, just another loose end. Folks, listen, tear all the other altars down and leave the one with the inscription up to the unknown God. And I'm telling you, that will be your ticket. To get called up. That will be your ticket to get called up. Paul. At the end of his life. I love two people. David does a very good job. But Solomon in Ecclesiastes. And Paul in 2 Timothy. When they give an account at the end of their life. Now Solomon, once again, he said, the end of the matter is this, fear God and do his commandments, for this is the, the whole duty of men. Now Solomon had seeked it all out. There's nothing under the sun that he didn't seek out. And he had the money to do it, he had the connections to do it, and at the end of the day, he said, it is all vanity. And I look around that room yesterday, and I see me in every one of those people. Eyes all glazed over with the thought that maybe, just maybe, we can get a break. Maybe, just maybe, this is going to be my ticket to be successful. Folks, forget it for just a second. The solution is simple. It's just not easy. The only thing that glazes these eyes over <laughs> is to know one day that God's going to call me up. My mouth waters at the thought, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm only 38 years old. In fact, I'm not even 38 years old. I'm already saying I'm 38. I'll be 38 next month. I'm 37 years old, and I'm ready for heaven. I'm ready to be called up. I'm ready to break those curtains. <laughs> but listen, I, when I get there, whatever crowns, whatever things I've done... I, I'm going to lay him at his feet. It is not going to be about Brad Joseph. It's not going to be about you. It's not going to be about anyone. It's going to be about the one solution. The, the only reason that you're there. But, but Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, at the end of his life, he says it as well. He says in verse 6, For I am now ready. 
that's what everybody thinks. Everybody that comes to these little seminars, they say, well, I'm ready. If it's one thing I've learned, you think you know, and you don't have a clue. And I'm fearful that there are many people that are making statements with their mouth because it's head knowledge and not heart knowledge. And say that if I die today, oh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. And don't have a testimony. Don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Don't have an altar experience where they've ever repented of their sins, been remorseful of sins, changed their life around. I know people that are living out of the will of God and say it like with this, not even a second breath. I'm ready. You don't got a clue. You think you know, but you don't have a clue. And Tom, during these seminars, these guys come in there and I've been wrestling 15 years, 20 years, and they get in there and they don't have a clue. And how many people we didn't know? Oh, I was raised in church. Oh, I know all the scripture. So does the Pharisees. You think you know, but you don't have a clue. But Paul says this. He says, for I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. I'm getting called up. <laughs> I'm getting called up. Time to go to the big times. Time to go to the big times. And then he leaves this with Timothy. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I've done it. You know? I've done it. Whatever it takes. Paul wasn't the one to say, I'll give it a try. I'll try this, Jesus. I'll give it my best shot. Paul said... I'll do whatever it takes. I don't care if you beat me. I don't care if you jail me. I don't care if you try to starve me. I will not stop Amen. until I get called up. You know, there are things in my life that maybe I say that. If only I would have. I've had people tell me that. Brad, if you would have stuck it out a little longer. If you would have done whatever it takes. If you just would have waited a little longer. But folks, I'm on this side now. And I said, I waited too long. <laughs> I waited too long. What Jesus Christ has given me, I'm telling you, I don't care if Vince McMahon would shake my hand or if I'd be on Sports Center. One day, Jesus Christ is going to say to God Himself, He's with me. Yeah, that's right. Amen. He's with me. Because it's not about who you know, it doesn't matter who you know, it's about who, you, who knows you. You can say, Well, I know Jesus Christ. And many will say that on that day. Lord, Lord. They'll call him my Lord. And he'll say what? Depart from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. Folks, if that don't make you tremble, I don't know what to do. What will? I want to hear these other words. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You did it. You fought the good fight. You, you finished your course. You kept the faith. And Paul said this. It was an expectation. He knew it. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And look, Paul, once again, intellectually, Ahead of them all, he said, "I sat at the feet. I've, I've been. I've done it all. I'm a Greek. I'm a Jew. I'm, I'm all that. I, I'm a citizen. I've done it all." But he said, "I, I count it all as done, save Christ and Him crucified. That's it. 
But he said this, he said that because of this, because of this, this choosing of a life, the solution is simple, it's just not easy. You've got to cut through all the red tape. And, and Paul said it, he said, because of that, because of this one Jesus, this one focus, he said, I've got a crown of righteousness that's laid up for me. And you might say this morning, yeah, but that's you, but you've got to figure it out, but I don't. But look what Paul says. And not to me only. He said, if I can figure it out, you can figure it out. And folks, I stand up here as your pastor saying, if I can figure it out, then you can figure it out. <clears throat> Talking to a friend the other day. I hate to break this to you, but if you think we got all this stuff figured out, you've got another thing coming. But the one thing I got figured out is Jesus does have it figured out. <laughs> the solution is simple. It's just not easy. And that has been going over in my mind all night. And finally God said, Brother, you just got to preach on it. I said, oh, that's not what I prepared. Doesn't matter. The solution is simple. It's just not easy. But he said, and not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. That's it. Just love his appearing. That when he comes to town, when he comes, they're going to be excited to see him. Folks, this morning, are you excited to see Jesus Christ when he comes back? I am. And if you're not, let me tell you this morning, the solution is simple. <laughs> the solution is simple. If you have not given your heart to Jesus Christ, because it's not about up here. It's about right here. It's not about thought about his appearing, considered his appearing. Try to work out the prophetic message on when he will appear. Forget about all that. Paul said it's for those who love Amen. his appearing. It's a heart condition. It is a choice that you have to make here. It's that simple. Trust Jesus Christ. Trust him with everything. I think me and Delbert have been talking about that recently. Sometimes we get wrapped up in all the prayers and, and say the, the Romans roadmap and all that thing. It's quite simple. Trust Jesus Christ with your life. Amen. Your life today, your life tomorrow, and your life in eternity. But as Victoria comes up, and that's all I got this morning, but let me just say this. I'm looking to get called up one day. Amen. <laughs> and I've caught the eye, and I've caught the eye of the best talent scout in all of heaven. <laughs> And he looks past all my failures and all my inabilities and he says, I think you can make it. I think you can make it. And can I say this morning, he's got his eye on you. He's been following you in your entire life waiting for this one moment. This one moment to say, are you ready? Are you ready? Your time of departure is at hand. And back to what Pilate said in Matthew 27, 22. <laughs> What a simple question. What shall I do with this man named Jesus Christ? The question is in your hands today. What are you going to do? The solution's simple. And I know it's not easy. You might have to say, excuse me, can I step out? I want to come to this altar. I want to pray. I know it's not easy because you might have put on a, a front for years. Well, if I go and I accept Jesus Christ, well, then they'll think that 
that I'm not someone I never was. Forget about all that. Do what needs to be done, whatever it takes, so that you can make it to heaven one day. Amen. As victory comes, it's all.